When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm down on my knees in the dust I scream from the top of my lungs I found my way back to a higher ground Yeah, I just want to feel alive Welcome to Higher Ground with Chris Warren I found my way back to a higher ground Yeah, I just want Good evening, folks, and welcome to Higher Ground, your Friday night sports bar on the 5th of November. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. Yeah, come on up, come on up and join us up here on Higher Ground. Pull up a stool, get nice and comfortable, grab yourself a drink, complimentary drink too. They tell me the first two. Thank you, Hutchie, again for that. And you can join the conversation. There is space uh, on the open line right now. In fact, if you fancy a chat, that number, you should know it, one three hundred o one. 1170. Or you can drop us a text, uh, maybe spark some of our talk topics tonight. Here's your chance to uh, to help us set the agenda here over the next couple of hours. That's te- that text line is 0457 736 736. Well, let me throw uh, this one at you. Here's a, here's a talk topic for you. Are we still just making up the numbers at the T20 Cricket World Cup? What do you think? Quite a few of you uh, got in touch with me earlier in the week. When was that? Monday night, uh, slamming our performance uh, against England. But have you seen enough to suggest that uh, we might, you know, we might give it a crack? Um, you know, it's it's more of a case of when we make the semis, not if after yesterday's big win. Um, but you never know. You never know. Can we maybe give this thing a crack? Or are we wasting our time and just making up the numbers at the T20 World Cup? Let me know. Uh, We'll talk a fair bit of cricket, in fact, over the next hour or two uh, when we do actually hand over to our SENZ uh, crew, the World Cup commentary team uh, over in New Zealand. The Black Caps are up against Namibia in their penultimate pool game tonight. And uh, they are well on track to make the final four. I'll chat um, a little bit later uh, to the boys from SENZ. Now, um... The last day of the Melbourne Cup Carnival is tomorrow. For some of us, that's a good thing. And I'm talking about those of us or those of you who maybe drift in and out of the punt. You know, you don't really have a flutter that often. But Spring Carnival, your mates at the pub, they're all having a go. And so you open up a betting account and you think, you know, you'll be an expert for a couple of weeks. How are you going? Uh, those of you that, let's call you drifters. I'm, I'm putting my hand up. I'm one of them. I'm a drifter. Um, I will say I'm still in front, thankfully, though, after a decent day on Tuesday. But 
Most of the cream I have already given back. Yeah, oh, a few of you out there like that as well. Um, there are two more Group 1s uh, at Flemington tomorrow. Nature Strip, the short price favourite in the Darley Sprint Classic. And then the McKinnon, um, Zaki, who was favourite, wasn't he, for the, for the Cox Plate before being scratched on race day, is the one to beat um, with Melbourne Cup winning jockey James McDonald in the saddle. Um, and then in Sydney, Rose Hill, golden gift, for million-dollar prize money for two-year-olds. And the top one or two, um, they qualify, don't they, for the golden slipper. So a lot at stake in that one. But back on Melbourne Cup Day, not that I am one to you know, give myself a pat on the back. Well, no one else is going to anyway. But but if you were listening to Higher Ground on Monday night, I'm hoping that I, I may have steered you or some of you into the trifecta. Um. I did nominate half a dozen horses that I thought, you know, would be in the running. And uh, we got the trifecta. And uh, we also, um, well, we nominated the sixth horse. So not not too bad. But anyway, I had a bit of a win. But, um, yeah, as I say, uh, that uh, that cream on top has um, slowly gone back to the bookies. Now, uh, and for those of you that might enjoy uh, the bloodletting of combat sports, there's plenty happening in the world of UFC this weekend. Uh, so I thought we'd uh, try and have a chat to Nick Walshaw from the Daily Telegraph. He's all over it. He loves his fight game. And I'll chat to Nick very, very shortly. Rugby league-wise, again, this is boiling along, and we, we spoke about it at length, didn't we, on Monday night when I was with you. Nelson asked for Solomona, and I just, again, I'm scratching my head as to why the NRL or ARL Commission can't just have a blanket rule across the board uh, for, a, for a, a vaccination mandate, or a vaccination mandate, I should say. And now uh, Nelson, um, he could be shut out of training for, for Melbourne Storm because he, he won't have the jab. So he can't attend his, his place of work. Um, so what happens? Does he get squeezed out? Can the Melbourne Storm sack a player because he can't fulfil his contractual obligations? It's going to get messy, isn't it? going to get very, very messy. You might have your thoughts on that as well. Uh, the number to call, if you'd like to have your say, again, is one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, 1170 And the text line, 0457 736 736. This is Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. Happy Friday, folks. Happy Friday. Hope you've enjoyed uh, your week. I mean, uh, honestly, put your hand up and be totally honest with me here. Have you all been 100% focused on on the more important things in life during the past week? You know, work and school. Well, not school. Well, well university. Yeah. Family. Or have you had a little sneaky eye on, on the uh, matters down there at Flemington? Mm. Yes. Has anyone really thrown themselves into the real important stuff in life this week? Or have you all just been a little bit each way? A little bit <laughs> each way and, uh, well, yeah. Because a couple of my mates, right, they they really relish this work from home stuff from during COVID, right? And I'm, tr- I'm trying to tell them that, that that's not on anymore, right? You can't – it doesn't wash anymore. But i got one mate in particular, right, and I just don't really understand what he does for work for a living, right? But he's always, he's off to work. You know, he drives the work car in and, but he's always around, floating around town as well. You know, one mm. of those guys that you just, and I know him very well, good mate, but I've never actually drilled down to work out, what do you actually do? I reckon he's got a really cushy job and his boss has just given him autonomy because he trusts him emphatically. Um, but you know what? I reckon there's a few guys like this that, 
aren't that productive because he's always available. If and because I work sort of shift work, right? So I'm not a nine to five. With if I was to ask today, for example, you want, want a quick nine holes? He'd be available every. <laughs> He'd be available. <laughs> or if I was to ask, you want to pop up the pub and watch the cup and have a few bets? Mm. He'd be available, right? <laughs> Um, what, not working today? Yeah, no, I'm working, but um, good job. Anyway, I wish I had one of those. Um, but I, what I'm saying is I think probably all of us with um, yeah, Spring Carnival, and, and even if you, you're not a big better, I'm not a big better or a punter, but you sort of drift in and out, don't you? Mm. Um, okay, I'll be honest with you here, right? You, can you be my uh, – I'm going to the confessional here, mm. all right, um, or counselling. I'll just – I'll lay back in this little leather chair. Oh, it's comfortable, bar counselling. At the bar. Um, well, I won't put my feet up on the bar. <laughs> Welcome to our live studio audience, by the way, up there. You enjoy, get those drink. <laughs> yeah, they got the drink vouchers again. I'll tell you what I will do. I will, I will, Russian, mad Russian. Mm. I am going to put my feet up. Okay. I know this is not hygienic. Right. No one can see right? you. No one can see me. Yeah, but what if the, what do they call the health and safety Nazis? What if they come in and, uh, all right. So I'm going to lay back in this um, bar stool, bar stool counselling. I uh, shut down a sporting account, a betting account, oh, five years ago, mm. maybe six years Generally ago. Generally a good decision. Maybe seven years ago. Mm. Yep. So, and then, you know, I might have a, a flutter around Melbourne Cup time, Cox Plate time, you know? Yep. A lot of us are like that. We float in and out of, of the racing game. Drifters. That's what we are. Yep. But see, a couple of weeks ago, and I can't remember, it was a Cox Plate there, or it might have been Caulfield Cup, I'm not quite sure. My mate, he, he's got a sports bet account. Yep. Right? So I kept, rather than lining up at the machine at the pub, which takes an eternity yes. if you're not quite sure what you're doing, and you're given, given a voucher, and then there's a bit of change on that voucher, and it's just like time consuming. So I was just giving him, my mate, a bit of folding stuff and say, well, yeah, there's... X, Y, yep, have that on that, blah, blah, blah. And I think he got a bit annoyed after a while because we had this chat. I rang him up and asked him to get on ice bath and he, he I said each way it and uh, he didn't get it on for me. So I lost that money, but we're mates. So I can't have that you know, conversation with him. Mm. I asked you to put a bet on and you didn't, you know, you put the wrong bet on. Like, so what I thought I'd do, I'll, I reopened the account. Yeah. I think that's so. Look, I didn't have to trouble my mate, yeah. and I could just do it all myself. I think that's thinking of other people. Yeah. Yes, there's a word for that: altruism. Yeah, I'm altruistic <laughs> by opening up a betting account. Altruistic to your bookmaker. Oh God, <laughs> oh, don't blame him up there. Yep. Sorry, father, for I have sinned. Uh, he's got nothing to do with it. Yep. Um, so I did. So I did, and I did, and I admit that I opened a betting account. Right. Mm. Um, and I shouldn't have. I shouldn't oh. have. Well, I'll tell you what happened. It's going down a dark road. I'll tell you what happened. Yes. I'll tell you exactly where the dark road's going. Mm. So I had a win on the Melbourne Cup, right? Yeah. I had a good win. Yeah. I had a good win. Trifecta? Very elegant. No, I didn't get the trifecta. Oh, I tipped him, but I didn't get it. No, but I had a fair, had I had a fair go. At ele- very elegant. When I say fair go, very for me, well a fair go is just, you know. Uh, keep those texts coming through. By the way, if you can relate to this story, 0457 736 736. This is why I'm a mug punter, and this is why I must close down the betting account um, after tomorrow. Okay? So I had a decent win, and my mate left. Another couple of mates were there at the pub, and I stayed. 
And you know how we had that conversation that the more yeah. shandies you might have, yes, um, the fewer inhibitions you might have. Not a good combination. And you start just betting on anything. I'll fast forward Melbourne Cup Day. It's now about 9 p.m., I'm betting on the dogs yeah, no, in Gosford. No, no. No, the horse races in Gosford, and I'm betting on Ascot yeah. races, mm. and then dogs. Yeah, no. And I know nothing about the dogs. And so Close you understand. Yeah. It, it's got to be closed down. Got to be closed down. Any other drifters out there that can relate to that story? We're going to talk uh, more cricket, aren't we? We'll uh, reflect on Australia's big, big win. Um against Bangladesh yesterday, um, and Adam Zampa, how good was he? I thought it was funny too. It wasn't funny. It was bloody awful, poor fellow, when he was going for the hat trick and Wadey <laughs> puts it down. And, and Matt, yeah, we'll listen to him. We'll, have a, we'll take a break shortly if, if you want. But and he, I heard Matty Wade say, yeah, I tried to catch it. Have we got it? Yeah, let's play that. Yeah, first Fifer, it's always um, a pretty nice feeling. I've been playing for five or six years now, and that one's uh, eluded me for a while. So, um, yeah, it's a nice feeling. And you're on a hat trick at one stage as well. And I think belatedly you got a, a chance at it and had to remind Matthew, I think, when he put it down that that was hat trick ball. <laughs> I think I had um, like three overs between that wicket and the, and the next ball. So I don't know if anyone knew. I thought I was you the only knew. one that knew. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think if it wasn't for Wadey's hands at the moment, I wouldn't have as many wickets as I've been getting. So he's been keeping beautifully well. Tough catch. But um, yeah, just, just happy with the win, to be honest. Yeah, well, he, you know, and, and he, he puts that he puts that nicely. But you know, did you see? Uh, he must have given him the stare, the death oh. stare. We all knew he was on a hat trick. Everyone knew he was on a hat trick. Wadey knew he was on a hat trick. And I, I just like the way Wadey said, "Yeah, I was trying. I tried to catch it." <laughs> like it was like, <laughs> I think he was inferring that Zampa is saying, "What the hell are you doing?" Mate, I tried to catch it. Right. <laughs> Very diplomatic in the uh, post-match presser there. But, um, yeah. Anyway, look, we're, we're right into it now. So it's not, as I said earlier, it's not a case of um, if, but when we make the, the you know, the semifinals. We're in now, basically. Careful. Oh, come on. Careful. Come on. The West Indies. So we're ahead of South Africa on the net run, right? Yes. Right? So we got that yes. job done last night. So if, if we were to lose to the West Indies mm. and South Africa were to lose to England, we're still in, right? As it stands now. Okay, I'm not put. Yeah, okay. I'm not going the other Don't put the cart before the horse. No, I'm not. But, uh, yeah, it looks like we will make it, doesn't it? We're, yes. We're in a much better position. than Yes, I would rather be in our position than South Africa. That's a good way to put it. Well, there you go. Now, later on tonight, uh, there's two games. New Zealand play Namibia. And I haven't got the other game in front of me. Um, It's the India-Scotland. India plays Scotland. Talking about betting, and this isn't a betting show, but I, I, I heard earlier there you can do the double um, New Zealand to beat Namibia into India beating Scotland, and you will get generous odds, very generous odds, $1.08 for that multi. Okay, so do uh, gamble responsibly. Listen, you're listening to Higher Ground. Uh, me, Chris Warren, and him, the mad Russian, will be here to keep you company until or oh, around about nine o'clock tonight. Enjoy your Friday. Um, and uh, our live studio audience, you can come and get those uh, drink vouchers now. And the bar is officially open. We're going to talk some UFC next. 
Yeah, hope you're enjoying your Friday night. Great to have you tuning in for the next hour and a half or so. Chris with you uh, up until nine o'clock. The Mad Russian's in the studio as well. And uh, very shortly, we'll be talking to Nick Walshaw. Um, he's right across his combat sports and um, the mixed martial arts, the UFC, the boxing, the whole lot. We'll we'll talk to Nick very, very uh, shortly. Not quite sure why uh, we've got this uh, fountain hot chili sauce in here in the studio. What's this all about? Can tell you. So that was Can the you tell our listeners as well? Put on the, the pies that... Finchie and Adam Peacocky. On the Garlows? Yeah, on the, on the Garlows. Well, they're putting hot chilli sauce on them. Yeah, because they're chicken, so not the beef, but putting some chilli oh, sauce. Enough. And it's not that hot. Is it not? No. It looks hot. It's not that hot. Oh, fair Obviously. enough. Anyway, I digress. Sorry about that. Uh, now, I was saying earlier, um, 0457 736 736, that's the text line if you want to weigh into our topic. I was saying, um, are we just making up the numbers at the Cricket World Cup, the Aussies, after last night's big win? Can we do anything uh, if we do make the, the semis? Do you think we can do anything? Honestly, let me know. 0457 736 736. And can you relate to my hard luck story on Melbourne Cup Day? Well, not hard, hard luck. luck. Not hard luck. I won, but uh, any of you can relate to this one. Going home after you've, you've had a few bevies and then you just start giving it all back. When you start betting on the last in Ascot and you're looking at betting on the dogs in, yeah. in Gosford or somewhere. Timbuktu. Anyone can relate to that. Um, Rocky's in touch. Chris, I do it after every spring carnival. Saves me thousands. Uh, he's talking about shutting down his betting account. He opens it and then shuts it down. Okay. Uh, do gamble responsibly. Uh, just on that cricket too, by the way, uh, before we chat to uh, to Nick, um, I was going to give you, uh, if I can, yeah, Sheffield Shield. So uh, Victoria, New South Wales, after day one, stumps day one at the MCG. Uh, the Vicks at six for 283. Uh, just rolling down this scoreboard here. A couple of centurions too. James Seymour, 105. He was eventually um, bold line court Neville. Another 100. Nick Maddinson, 128. Again, uh, Lyon uh, was responsible for that. Nathan Lyon. Um, so there you are, the Vicks, uh, six for 283. All right, time to talk some uh, boxing now. Well, not boxing, mixed, mixed martial arts and, and more specifically um, UFC. Nick Walshaw from the Daily Telegraph, he's all across it and uh, he's been kind enough to uh, join us tonight. Evening, Nick, how are you, mate? G'day, Chris, how are you, mate? Oh, I'm good. You must be salivating at, at what's happening, what's coming up this weekend. Um, and I know it was a spicy old uh, press conference, I think it was today, UFC uh, 268, is it? This Colby Covington, is it? I mean, how can he stop the, the reigning champ? Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, first off, I mean, it's a stacked card. You know, it's, it's that great saying, all killer, no filler. Like, it's, it's, you know, one of the best cards of the year. And, and obviously at the top, you've got the welterweight title fight between, you know, Kamaru Usman and, and Colby Covington. I mean, Usman right at the moment, you know, he's the, the pound for pound number one fighter in the UFC. I mean, he's on a run of 14 straight wins, two more, and he ties Anderson Silva for the, for the greatest, mm. uh, you know, uh, win streak of all time. He's up against Covington, Colby Covington, you know, the, the loud-mouthed American, you know, MAGA hat-wearing, cheap suit-wearing, uh, Trump supporter, you know, he's, he's, uh, they, they fought two years ago. Uh, it was too all going, uh, you know, basically too all going into the fifth. Uh, you know, Usman stopped him. Um, you know, since then, you know, has continued on his uh, run, won three more. 
you know, Covington's waited basically two years for this fight. He's only had uh, one one bout since, and now he's now he's finally got his shot again uh, this weekend. You know, it's uh, he, he will be the biggest test Usman's had in in some time. I mean, people look at him, you know, with with the trash talk and the cheap suits and everything. Mm. And, you know, he, he seems like a bit of a joke, but the, the guy can really, really fight. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a great contest this weekend. Well, he'll be hoping he backs up um, his antics with the mouth, with the with the fists and the feet as well. Fireworks at the press conference today. Yeah, it's, uh, so, uh, you know, it's been a, a, a quieter build-up than, than it was the first time. Uh, but today, uh, Covington went all out. I mean, he, 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 you know, he doubled down on on calling uh, Usman a you know steroid user mm. and a fake and a cheat from their last fight. Um, really had a crack at uh, Kamaru's old man, Muhammad, who who but uh, not long out of doing ten years jail for uh, I think it was healthcare fraud. Spent ten years mm. behind bars, so that obviously took up a large chunk of his time. Right at the end, Kamaru's, uh, when they were doing the face-off, has, has, has pushed him. Um, you know, there was a bit of a, uh, you know, some words. I mean, it was all a bit of fun, but, you know, the main thing is on the weekend, it, it's going to be a, a great fight between these two. Um, you know, Usman's the guy, he's got all the power. You know, his last three fights, he, we've seen him... Evolve in every fight, you know. He's working with a new coach in, in Trevor Whitman. His striking's just gone to another level. Colby's only fought the once, and and uh, so we don't really know, you know, how much he has improved. He he won his one fight. That was against Tyrone Woodley, who was a a great champ, but sort of at the end of his run when when Colby got him. So we. He's also in a new camp. So, but there's a lot of question marks over. We know he will have leveled up, but but to what? You know how how far? I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of questions coming into the weekend as well in, in terms of we don't really know mm. just how much Covington's improved. I can't repeat some of the stuff that he he said today, but I've got your article in in front of me, um, and we can't repeat it because it's uh, well, it's it's sort of prime time at the moment and there might be children listening but you can understand it um now what's the other fight the other co-main title fight um the current uh, champion i can't even pronounce his surname um so on, on, so on the undercard so the sorry the co-main mm. we've got a, the women's strawweight uh title between rose nama units and 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 uh zhang wei Li. so they uh the last time they fought rose uh, so zhang wei Li's this uh, superstar out of China. She's an absolute monster. You know, she's mm. sort of really the new face of the sport in Asia. And um, the last time these two fought, Rose Nami Yunus, you know, first round head kick, sent it to the land of wind and ghosts, you know, a, amazing finish. Mm. So the, these two are, are, are now uh, in this, this great rematch for the title. I, I looked on the tab uh, just a couple of minutes ago, uh, it really is a pick and fight. I think Rose, as the champion, might be a bit. Uh, she was of even money, and uh, Wei Lee was about a dollar, a dollar eighty. So you know nothing between them. And then also you've got you know kicking off the card the the lightweight barn burner that's Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. You know like this is just gonna be. Mm. 
a stand-up war where two guys just go in there and, and throw down and, and you have to think in, in that fight someone's going to be finished, you know, at some point in the opening couple of rounds, you would think, just the, by the way these two go at it. Mm. Um, you know, and as I said earlier, like just all part of a, a, a stacked card. And, uh, you know, the organisers of UFC, they would love nothing more than to, to break into to Asia. Well, they're in there anyway, aren't they? But to grab a real foothold. So it's not surprising. Um, Zhang Whaley, is it? Zhang Whaley. Um, keep, yeah. Oh, they'll have their fingers crossed for her this weekend. I mean, they, you know, obviously she had the title. Rose took it from her. Mm. Um, the UFC is making major strides in Asia. I mean, they've opened a, a performance institute over there and they're, uh, you know, she really is at the moment the uh, the poster fighter for this for this explosion of the UFC in Asia. So, you know, it it will it certainly won't hurt their bank balance if if she reclaims the title on the weekend. Absolutely. Well, obviously, there's an Aussie flavour to UFC as well because a couple of our fellas um, have been doing really really well. Um, before we talk about Alexander Volkanovsky and his his latest venture, uh, where are we up to with Robert Whitaker? When's his next fight? So at the moment, it'll it looks like it'll be February next year. Basically, Rob's got the contract to rematch Israel Adesanya, the, the middleweight champ, uh, UFC 271. So that'll be in February. Um, we don't know where yet, but given given the January cards in Anaheim, you would think uh, the next one will be back in Las Vegas. Um, basically, both fighters have got contracts. It's it's just being a matter of now them both, you know, going through the fine print, signing off. Um, the, the the big issue was getting Adesanya in and out of New Zealand. You know, they've still got these fairly stringent, uh, well, not fairly stringent, really stringent um, uh, sort of quarantine restrictions where if you leave the country, you then have to go into a ballot to, mm. to get back in. Um, so a lot of the fighters at the moment, there's about three or four uh, uh, New Zealand fighters who are, who are involved in the UFC who are basically based in, in uh, the States. Dan Hooker's over there. Brad Riddell's over there. Uh, uh, Kai Kara France is over there. Um, you know, but with Israel, I know he, he said, look, I'm, you know, I want to make sure I can get over to the States and get back again. So, I mean, their fight initially was, was that, uh, you know, the UFC wanted it for, for this weekend, for, mm. for uh, 268 in, in Madison Square Garden, New York. Mm. Um, it was then December. It was then January. You know, when we, I spoke to Dana White a month ago and he, he, it, everything was looking like January. Now it's, it's as close as can be to locked into to February. Nick, finally, mate, um, our, our champ, Alexander Volkanovsky, featherweight champ in UFC, he's just signed a new deal, I see, working as the, well, are we allowed to say it, the wrestling coach um, for St. George Illawarra Dragons. But there are a heap of um, mixed martial arts exponents or athletes um, linking currently with NRL clubs. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Volk and his uh, head coach, Joe Lopez, who are based out of Windang, they've They've um, signed on to sort of work with, with the Dragons next year in, in sort of that wrestling, grappling, you know, um, yeah. tackle tech sort of area. Yeah, tackle technique, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jamie Tahuna, uh, you know, one of the OGs of the, the UFC, UFC scene in Australia, he, he's going up to Newcastle uh, 
to work with the Knights. And, and obviously, uh, you got Rob Whittaker, uh, Jacob Malkoon, and, and, and their coach, Alex Pratt, who, who, who worked this year with the Panthers. And, as, as you know, they've signed on again to work with the Panthers again next year. So, um, you know, it, and, and it makes, look, it makes sense. I mean, you know, the art of getting a guy to the ground is, is wrestling. You know, mm. the art of taking one man and putting him on the ground and putting his shoulders on the ground is, is wrestling. So, and, you, you know, I think what these guys bring to a group too, in terms of, you know, you've got, you know, the NRL's full of just, you know, more increasingly the, the age seems to be getting younger and younger. So I think too, what these guys can bring to a, a playing group, just in terms of their maturity, their discipline and, and, and all, all the things that they've learned in the fight game. I, I think that can really help a, you know, a young group of footballers as well. So I think it's a, I think it's a really smart move by the, by the Dragons. Mm. Well, all the good clubs are doing it, aren't they? They've got someone on board. Nick, I know you're going to enjoy your weekend, um, but enjoy your weekend. I'll say that to you anyway. And thanks for joining us, mate, here tonight on Higher Ground. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. I really appreciate it. Uh, pleasure's all ours, mate. Thanks very much for taking some time out. There is Nick Walshaw. And as I said, he's a crossfit, isn't he? Crossfit. He loves it. And I was going to ask him, actually, where did his passion come from for, for UFC? I mean, uh, you know, it's been around for a long time, hasn't it, mm. UFC? And and there, uh, it's got a, a very, very big audience globally. It's a phenomenon what 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 they've done. But there are some that would say, you know, it's just a bit too bloodthirsty for me. Um, it's brutal. It's taken over that void that boxing's left with its mismanagement issues and issues with judging and that sort of yes. stuff. Having a centralized champion and mm. the same brutality and tactics and that sort of thing. Still, personally, I prefer my boxing, but mm. UFC is certainly it's a phenomenon. Mm, absolutely. Sure. All right, again, our thanks to Nick Walshaw of the Daily Telegraph and uh, plenty um, of the UFC happening over the weekend. My question to you, our listeners, uh, 0457 736 736. Are the Aussies just making up the numbers at the T20 Cricket World Cup? If or when we make it through to the final four. Um, Colac is Andrew. Andrew, rather, has dropped us a text. Aussies are certainly making up the numbers. Uh, we beat the bangers. Wait till we play Pakistan and the Palms. We will get smashed. This is higher ground. Yes, it is coming up to uh, 22 minutes to 8 o'clock. We're here until 9. I hope you're enjoying your Friday night. Uh, thank uh, TFIF. It's, it's Friday. Um, are you guys up there still okay? They've gone very, very quiet, the live studio audience. You're all good. They're just being polite. They are. Because well, look, because that big that big red sign, the neon sign up there is says on air. On air. And they're just being being polite. You're right. Being quiet up there. So good luck to them. Um I've still got no food from Hutchie. I've been I've been trying to get pizzas for a week for this mob. Have you seen the sign? They're fading away. <laughs> they're fading away, mate. That's not true. You can't just keep giving them a couple of drinks and not giving them some food. That's it's <laughs> Serve responsibly. I know it's only two drink vouchers, mm. but I mean, but, but one, even one big family size pizza, and you could cut it into really thin, sixteen little pieces. tiny, thirty-two <laughs> little slivers. Yeah, you're getting bits. Yeah, thirty-two. Yeah, no. bet you could. No way. You ever tried it? Get one. Thirty-two real... pieces of pizza. Oh, beautiful. That's just silly. Yeah. No. Um, all right, let's talk some some rugby league news uh, that's around the traps uh, today and, and sort of yesterday as well. Um, Regan Campbell-Gillard. So I don't think this is official, is it? But it's being reported. So I think it's as good as done. 
uh, the Eels have re-signed him for a further three years because I was saying last week I thought he was very close to being um, snapped up by the Dolphins for 2023. Uh, but it appears not. And uh, the Eels have, have, have re-signed him for three more years. I think I'm right in saying it's about 800 large a year. Ching, That's ching. That's what I was reading today. That's the language of love, isn't it? Absolutely. God, it wasn't that long ago that um, <laughs> Wayne Bennett wouldn't pay more than 300 k for a, for a prop. Ford. Yeah. How's uh, that changed? Oh, Paint Haas. Things have changed, haven't they? And Paramount, the Eels have hit back at claims that their handling of player negotiations, uh, this is in Telegraph, have been ham-fisted. What is that saying, ham-fisted? I know the saying. But where does that come from, ham-fisted? That's a very good – you posed that question a lot earlier this year. I like the origins of sayings. Mm. Ham-fisted. Come on, our listeners are our best researchers. Ham-fisted. What's that one mean? Crude. I don't know. Crude, um, unsubtle. Stuffed it up. Yeah. That's you don't stuff a ham, <laughs> do you? Ham-fisted. Well, you're making Don't your f- shape into it. Well, that's yeah. – yeah. I mean, your shape of a fist is a bit like a big leg of ham, I guess, isn't it? I don't know. Um, anyway, that's not what I'm talking mm. about. They are um, hitting back at, at criticism of their handling of player signings. Um, Parramatta have seemingly been gridlocked. Uh, Reed Marnie has already spoken to rival clubs. Uh, Paulo, junior Paulo's that is, uh, has spoken about leaving for more money elsewhere. And Murata Niakore has been uh, fated by the, the Warriors and St. George Illawarra. Fated. Yeah. Do you want me to... Fated. Can I give you all the players they still yet to sign? So these... Clint Gutherson. Clint Gutherson is one of them. Keegan Hipgrade. Oregon Confuci. Reed Marnie, of course. Makahesi Makatoa. He's good, Makahesi Makatoa. I love his name too. Ryan Madison. He's about 29. Murata, as you just mentioned. Tom Opacek. Isaiah... Well, Ryan Madison might struggle to get the cabbage he's chasing, yes. I think. Isaiah Papali'i. Yep, he'll get snapped Second up. Second row of the year. They want Junior to keep Paulo, him. Hayes, Perham, Ray Stone. Ray the Stone. great utility. Yes. Um, Hook is not his go, Ray. You're not a fan there? We saw Maybe. the last. <laughs> yeah, no. I think we saw the last match of the season. I can't remember who it was against. Back in the 13th. And Clint Gutherson's another one. You, you, you put him in there as well. So there you are. Regan Campbell-Gillard signs on, we believe. Um, that's, that's good. It's a good start. And that will probably be... Um, it may well have a domino effect there mm. at Parramatta. The round one dates have been uh, released. Is this official no, as well? No, this is no, not official. But they have been reported in the News Corp papers. Okay, so South Sydney, it says, won't have to wait long for a shot at uh, grand final revenge next season after the NRL scheduled their grudge match against the Panthers for round four. But round one, here you go. So it'll open on the Thursday, the 10th of March, the Panthers against Manly uh, out there at the foot of the mountains. On the Friday, you'll have the Warriors and the Dragons. And then this is a big one, isn't mm. it? The Broncos and Rabbitohs. So Adam Reynolds will take on his, uh, his former club on the Friday. The Saturday games, Super Saturday, Roosters v. Knights, Sharks v. Raiders, West Tigers v. Melbourne Storm. Uh, and then the two games on the Sunday, Parramatta take on Gold Coast Titans and the later game, the Cowboys play, well, what will be a very much new look Canterbury Bulldogs mm. side. Uh, the State of Origin series fixtures 
have also been released. These not been released. Not official, but take it as read, right? Yep. Origin 1, Wednesday, June the 8th in Sydney. Origin 2 will be played in Perth if the borders are unlocked. On a Sunday. On a Sunday, uh, June 26th. Well, surely. Surely Mark, by then. Marky McGowan will have opened the doors by then. We'll talk about that in a moment, too. Yes, yes. Um, uh, Read what he said today, um, the WA Premier, Mark McGowan. And Origin, uh, well, this is a misprint. Did you type this up? Origin 3, it should read, not Origin 2. Wednesday, that's right, uh, July 13 in Brisbane. So Sydney, Perth, Brisbane. The, what might be a decider, will be at Suncorp Stadium. But, yeah, okay, back on um, what's happening with um, WA Borders. Mm. Mark McGowan today is basically saying that there will be no, if I'm reading it right, um, I don't know if we've got his audio, but he was saying but there'll be no exemptions made. Mm. Um, so Borders are still shut. Well, you've got an Ashes test there. So still wants the Ashes test. Says he'll be confident. But you can't have an Ashes test if, and then the on one test. hand saying you, there'll be no exemptions made. So I think... There's only five days between the fourth and the fifth test. You're right. What I think he's aiming for is to have the players, similar to what they did with the AFL Grand Final, they fly everyone over there and they don't contact the other. They put in their own little bubble while they're there playing the fifth test and then Mm. England fly home from Perth. I believe is what he's aiming up for. But I don't know if England are going to put up with that, Chris, Mm. after making such a hoo-ha about quarantine restrictions to get into the country in the first place. I don't know if they're going to be, especially if they're 4-0 down. Imagine they're 4-0 down. You think they're going over there to stay in a bubble? So how is it now? No one can fly in, basically, can they? Not to WA. No, so I I can't even go in and go into a two-week quarantine. No. So you've just loosened that a little bit, so you're allowed to go in there with exemptions from New South Wales and Victoria now. But even so if they were to say, well, we'll give you guys or, an, a, yeah. an exemption, you have to quarantine for two yes, weeks. Well, still... They've only got four days between the fourth and fifth. No, no, no. You're not hearing me. So they'll play the test in the condition that – so they'll be allowed out of their rooms like mm. they were AFL grand final style. But while they're there, they're in their rooms, they're training or they're playing. That's it. If you're not training or playing, you're not going out, going to restaurants, that sort of thing. You're back in your hotel room. And after the matches, the, the five days? Well, England will go home and the Australians will go home as well, I would assume. I won't be staying there. Mm. So I think that's what the I'm WA Premier is lining up. I'm hearing you. I don't think England are going to cop that, though. I am hearing you. Mm. Right? But don't accuse me of not okay, hearing. Okay. Maybe not listening. Yeah. But I am hearing you loud and clear. <laughs> Loud and clear, uh, Mad Rusky. 0457 736 736 is the text line if you want to chat about anything in the world of sport. doesn't can have to be sport. can be life in general. Can We're I give you one more before we go back to Love you too. cricket? Mm-hmm. NRL, Luke Brooks. One, one from what you're reading, mm-hmm. you think he'll go. And number two, would he be a uh, He fit? will go. He will go. It's just a matter Luke of when. Brooks. Right. I see. Because you've got a contract to the end of 2023. Yep. So he can't actually be negotiating at the moment. Would he? One, would he be a good fit there? And two, will he go? I think Luke Brooks would be a better player if he went. Okay. I really do. I just think he must just be feel like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. You know, every it just seems every week, and it's it's from West Tigers. We hear them. They call this station. They call this program mm. West Tigers fans. 
not a not a rap on Luke Brooks. Mm. He's been there for how long? Seven years or or whatever. And big, big things were expected. And, and and that was probably pressure on a young kid at an early age that he didn't really need. And that was largely from Joey Johns, I think, wasn't it? You know, this kid's got everything. He you know, watch this space, but it hasn't really materialized. No, he's a great he's a very, very good player. Um but for for whatever reason and and Peter Mulholland, we were talking to him at the, at the weekend. He was saying, look, um, he was talking, Peter Mulholland, the recruiter, was talking to Mick Potter, who was Luke Brooks' first coach, I think, there at West Tigers. Uh, Potter played under Mulholland over at the Reds, so I know Mick pretty well as well. And he was just saying, Luke Brooks has never really had a great pack of forwards to play off the back of. And, and, and no, it doesn't matter who you are. Andrew Johns wouldn't be the Andrew Johns. Even Andrew Johns couldn't play off a... Um, not a weak, well, a weak pack of forwards or a forward pack that doesn't dominate week in, week out. But I just feel for Luke Brooks and I think, you know, stuff at all. I, I, if I was his manager, I'd say, okay, let's get out of there. Let's go and have a fresh start somewhere else. He's still relatively young, you know. Um, I reckon that could work. And the Newcastle thing, I know the Tigers, it, it says in the Sydney Morning Herald, their officials are um, they're fed up with all the speculation surrounding Luke Brooks. Um, and maybe him going to, to Newcastle to replace Mitchell Pearce. Well, Mitchell Pearce, that deal is done, isn't it? But it's not done. It's not been made official, I believe. Yeah, so... Well, that has to be made official first, and then mm. then watch this space. Um, and I know you're right in saying that he's not off contract till the end of 23, but you think that what do contracts would, well, mean these days anyway? Yeah, that's very true. But I don't think the Tigers would be very keen on releasing him either. I know they got Jackson Hastings coming in, but well, he's, no, still, Brooks, he's still been in that system longer than almost anyone at the club. Yeah. But but under his stewardship with number seven on his back, they have failed to make the mm. finals how many years in a row with him there. Mm. I just think he would be well advised to, to start afresh somewhere else. You know, and, and you, you wouldn't like going to your home ground each weekend and yeah, looking around to see... See, see what the, the fans are saying about you and, and, and whispers and you have a bad game and they're on your back and it's, it wasn't every week this week, this year. Pretty much every game uh, after the, you'd read the papers, you could almost see and nom- see the headline in advance. It would be about um, about Luke Brooks. But I just think, I think he'd do well if, if he went elsewhere. And I think he would probably fit in well at Newcastle. But... It will be if Luke Brooks doesn't want to be there, they won't hold him to being there because an unhappy, you know, it's just going to be get even worse. So if the player wants out, they will find a way, I, I think, to, to break whatever contracts. Anyway, watch this space. Um, and West Tigers maintain that no, Luke Brooks is a big part of their long term plans. Well, a couple more group ones tomorrow at Flemington. Uh, we've got a group one for two year olds. Uh, at Rose Hill Gardens tomorrow as well. We're going to take a short break here on Higher Ground. When we return, we'll talk a bit of racing. Into the straight. Preble goes for incentivise. He's about to shoot away at the 400. Floating artist takes the split. Very elegant. The champion mare is closing from Spanish Mission. Incentivise grabbed by Very Elegant. The reigning horse of the year. She's opened up a break at the 200. Very Elegant from Incentivise. Spanish Mission and Floating Artist. It's going to be the crowning moment. Very Elegant. The Mighty Mare wins the cup by four. Incentivise second. Spanish Mission third. Floating artist ran fourth, they gapped the reps. I, I just didn't think the serve would happen. Like I just I ride in, in these races 
I really want to win, but sometimes you can over, overthink it and over try too hard, but very confident in the mirror today. Not word of a lie, the thoughts went through my mind at the 500 when I seen incentivise getting shoved along, but I knew he would fight, so, but I thought, geez, there's not a horse that's going to come from behind me. It was only a matter of catching them. To pilot horses like very elegant, each and every carnival was just in a huge privilege and obviously um, it worked out really well for us today, but uh, it doesn't um, always happen like that and take the good with the bad, but today we're lucky enough to win a Melbourne Cup. Yeah, and wasn't it just great? I know it's you know a few days ago now, but just uh, that commentary there, it just took me back to Tuesday. Where mm. were you, listeners? Where, what were you doing? I was uh, at the local uh, with a mate of mine uh, who, a.k.a. the quarterback, right? Yes. And I, we were standing in front of the, the small monitor. We could have gone to the big monitor. We, we thought, no, we, we can hear it here at the small monitor. Oh, and that 300 from home here. Here she comes and went, yeah. go the elegant. Come on, the elegant. Come on, the elegant. Oh, what a finish, though. He just... Uh, Won comfortably, didn't he? James McDonald, he's got to be the best, the best hoop on the planet I, at the moment, huh? I think you're right. The form he's and right D in. Oliver can't he get one home? Well, he can get one home as well. But those two together, so can H. Bo- uh, Huey Bowman. Yeah, I think James McDonald is riding better than any jockey in the world at the moment. He's giving every oh. mount he sits upon a mm. run and a chance. See, what, what I said to you on Monday, didn't I? And I'm not, as I said, I'm not blowing my own trumpet. Well, I sort of am. Sort of am. It's a little mini. You're allowed to. It's a mini trumpet. So my system was this, right? My system was this. No one, none of the horses got near incentivized mm. in the Caulfield Cup, right? No one, they were right. different planet. So if you were going to try and find a runner that could, in my opinion, stretch incentivize or beat incentivize. So basically, I took all nine or ten of the horses that ran in the Caulfield Cup out of my out. Mm. They're gone. They can't win. Right? They can't win. That reduced the field to about 15. We went through this on Monday night, didn't we? And Elegant didn't go in the Caulfield Cup. Very. So she's in. Incentivized, obviously. Mm. Spanish Mission was the favorite before um, Incentivized blitzed them in the yep. Caulfield Cup. Um. Yeah, so we 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 did all right. Yeah, we did all right. You got the trifecta. No, I didn't back it though. <laughs> didn't back it. The classic. Didn't back it though. But as I said to you, I I didn't bother my old mate quarterback too much because I had uh, my I opened up my own account. But it will be being closed, I think yeah. after race eight or well, how many races are there tomorrow at Flemington? Uh, nine tomorrow. Nine. At Flemington, ten at Rose Hill. So Couple of group ones. Big day coming oh. up tomorrow. But the trouble is, right? You can't. It's very hard to um, to stretch a small budget across twenty races, two meetings. You know what I mean? That's what I said. That's what I said oh, to you no, on Monday but night. I know. As well. Yes, You've I know. You've got to slow down. Make no, sure your big races are the big wins. But I haven't got a big budget to play with, right? So if I have two or three each way bets, my pool's almost gone if they don't get up. You know, mm. I need a couple of wins to be able to reinvest. That's when you've got to go and draw from somewhere when else. You, when you're going to reinvest, that's mm. that's when they get because getting that's through the fun reinvesting <laughs> to really start playing with getting their money. Through, getting through once mm. is a big challenge. You're trying to get through twice, yes. then your chances go down. Anyway, down very down. elegant, just lovely, just mm. lovely, uh, poetic almost, wasn't it? A tenth group one. Um, for, for Chris Waller, he'd never won the Melbourne Cup. Well, big year. And I saw, I was reading an article today about how much uh, prize money Waller trained horses have 
have won so far this season in, in only you know, a few months. And Everest My lordy, and lordy, Cup. lordy. Huh? Yeah, not bad. Oh, gee. Well, you'd marry him, wouldn't you? <laughs> Chris? He's very happily married. And uh, she's a, a very lucky lady. As, as is he. Uh, what? I was going to say Oaks today, uh, yesterday, mm. brother. Yes. As well. Yes, it's been a, a big couple of days. McKinnon Stakes uh, tomorrow. Um, just back on Oaks. Did you get the winner there? No. Willowy? No, didn't have the Willowy. I the stayed out of got. the way. Mm. It's the only one you got. Mm. Look, there's, there's your two big wins. Yeah, but gave it back. Take that and go I gave, home. No, I gave it back. Yeah. 1-800-858-858. Oh, True. True. I just if you're having stupid. the same issues as Chris, just stupid. I mean, you know, if you if you win a hundred or there's two hundred in there, that's enough, isn't it? Why do you try and turn that into something big, into a monkey or a gorilla? That's the problem. Uh, McKinnon stakes tomorrow, two million dollars. Group one at Flemington. I think I said, uh, and you know what? You know how we're saying, Chrissy Waller. Mm. Zaki is is pretty short favourite, right after being. Um, well, scratched. Scratched, yep, from the Cox, Cox Plate. Cox Plate, that, on morning of the race, mm. wasn't it? But Chrissy Waller's got a runner in this one, too. Each mm. way, odds. Bloke on board can ride, Karen McAvoy. Right down the bottom, number 10. Hungry okay. heart. Just between you and me. What? Now, uh, and at Rose Hill, Rose Hill, I said group one. It's not a group one, is it? But no. you, you'd be forgiven to think it should be a group one mm. or well well the Everest isn't even a group one is it no so that's a story for another day but it is worth one million buckaroonies the golden gift so uh one and two the first two horses they go automatically into golden slipper I think I'm right in yeah. the autumn absolutely yeah. so a lot at stake in this one um really the favorite it looks to be a couple of them and I can't pronounce it Gary Portelli's got the um uh, uh, number one, is it Sejardin? Sejardin. You can see I've been out of the game for a while. Uh, he's got a couple of runners, actually. Uh, Snitcat. It's in there as well mm. with Cathy O'Hara on board. I just did a little bit of research on today. Um, I like the five. Charlottin. Yeah. Do you like, like the, five. what do you like about the, because I always find these two-year-old races. Oh, they're hard, aren't they? Exactly. I don't know. I, well, read, I read something today and, and just look, it, it lined up okay. Mm. Jay right. Ford aboard. Does he ride a it, whole heap in Sydney? No, but his name's Jay. <laughs> so you're happy with that? Yeah, I am. What's the other jockey on? The Joe Pride, um, who's going well as well. On OJ, number eight, James Cummings. Jenny Duggan, she's going all right. Just mm. made the move to Sydney. And, yeah, she's been in super form with some of the big jockeys. Because a lot of the big jockeys right? away. A lot of the big jockeys down in Melbourne. At the moment. I'm not being sexist here, right? You know, mm. yeah. Michelle Payne, you won a Melbourne Cup. Yep. A few years back. Mm. So obviously there are some very, very, very good female yeah. jockeys. But from a, I'm asking you, right? Yeah. I want you to be honest with me here. Does the sex of a jockey weigh into your factor when you're throwing all the variables in on whether you'll back a horse? Oh, not anymore. No way. Especially some of the jockeys we have around at the moment. Like Jamie Carr was the best rider mm. in the country. Three okay. months ago before that incident yes, and her suspension. Mm. Rachel King's, I would say, in the top five jockeys in Sydney mm-hmm. at the moment. She's down there in Melbourne at the moment. Mm. Um, I think it's only a matter of time until we have more mm. female jockeys winning big races. Yeah. And, I mean, Jenny's, yeah, th- and those... Jenny's picked up a couple of big ones 
year over the spring carnival as well. Well, I say I'm not being sexist. I'm, yeah. I'm just asking the question there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Once upon a time, too, yeah. you'd probably think, well, you know, uh, this young girl is may get intimidated well, this... when you've got, you know, you, you, these big gun jockeys, you know, um, and they, they probably don't anymore. But well, and, and the there other... is a physical strength too. But the other thing is, a lot of them ride at light, light weights too, Chris. True. So that. At times, and it's not always the case, but mm. at times you look at them and go, gee, okay, Rachel King's aboard this one, and it's carrying Well, hang on. Okay, let, let me phrase this another way. Forget the, the female-male thing, right? Full stop. Full stop. Forget the yeah. – do you – how much – okay. Well, this how much does the jockey on board come into your your variables when you back a horse? I'll be honest, it didn't at all True. on Tuesday. Um, I think – it's just another little tick you give a horse rather than... Oh, it's a big you know, tick for me. Yeah? You're a yeah. big fan of jockeys. Oh, mate. Oh, well, what... Uh, Damien Oliver I, did. I think what, he, what, what Oliver did yesterday, yeah. yeah, right? I would almost say another jockey's riding that mm. doesn't win. Mm. And who was it? Oh, what was this other one? Uh, was it on Ice Bath? No, I tell you what it was. What was the horse I backed last weekend or the weekend before? Um, oh, you're doing well to... Pin me for that Oh, one. come on. It'll come to me. I'm thunderstruck. I'm thunderstruck. Who was on yeah. board that? Huey Bowman, I think, might have been. He stayed in Sydney, didn't he? Yeah. I think he was on board that. Mm. Mate, you didn't have a gun jockey on board that. It didn't win either. Mm. Just got home. In the nick of time. Mm. Um, yeah, but no, I'm asking the question out there, our listeners. How much... Um, how much goes into the jockey? Who's on the back? Um, well, the quarterback's on the line. Is he the quarterback? Good evening, quarterback. How are you doing? Good evening, Chris. How are you, mate? I just wanted to echo uh, your your beautiful rendition of our Tuesday afternoon spent standing at the small screen. Come on, the Elliot! Elbowing, <laughs> elbowing each other at the 300 going, a lot of horses, a lot of horses. A lot of horses. horses. Yeah. <laughs> You were saying that. Oh, right? it was uh, there's a lot of horse, uh, Chrissy. There's a lot of horse under that. Look at that. You know, no, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. It was but a you beautiful left. Thing, mate. You, you you left me there. Yeah, I, I mm. did. I did. But I just want I want to answer the question that you posed to your your mm. listeners, and then I want to give you want to give your listeners a tip for uh, a late hour there tomorrow at Rose Hill. No such but, thing. Um, but yes, okay. The question I I look I have to agree with the professor. Jamie Carr, Rachel King, top top jockeys, and and would yep. probably prefer Jamie to be on board some of my conveyances. But <laughs> Convey, one yes. thing I do have a problem with it. There's, there's a nuance in it. I I would say that a, a, a lady apprentice jockey that that's a little bit younger, probably a three kilo claimer. Yeah, I'd be a little bit a little bit scared only from the way that went like a D Oliver yesterday on on, on Willowy or the yes. way that he won on. Um, Way that he won on the other thing that that, that uh, I'm trying to think of its name, Leakin on, on Melbourne Cup Day, how he weaves through there. That's mm. that, but it it wouldn't be the the the, the, the adult females, just the younger females that I'd be a little bit a little bit scared of. Just might not have the strength and uh, the experience, and, yeah. and may get a little bit um, may get a little bit intimidated. If that's probably the wrong word, but yeah. Can yeah. I ask you, quarterback? Would that be any different with the male, with the the male apprentices though? No, you, you know what, you know what, Professor, I, I've got to agree with you, mate. A, a young, if it's a young boy, like a, a sixteen-year-old, three-kilo claimer, I'm the same. I, if it, if it's, it's something that I like yeah. and I see mm. him coming out of sort of twelve, and I think, well, he's not, 
if that thing decides to take off, he's not going to have the strength mm. to hold him on, and, he, and he's not going to take that sort of gap that... Um, well, that's where no, I'm coming no, from too, I, and I'm not. I'm not, not being bloody sexist. Around. I'm just saying, like, in terms of the strength department, that's my only sort of concern. But you're leading female jockeys. Well, they're probably just as strong as the fellas too. Ish. And they've got, I think, their balance. I think they like. I think they've got better balance than the males. Mm. Absolutely. They're, All right, um, mate. Um, we might we might chat and yeah, collect tip. our thoughts tomorrow. Oh yeah, your tip. What do you got? Race three, number four tomorrow in Sydney. We'll be winning. Is that the name of the horse? Shibley. Sibling. Shibley. 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 S-H-I-B-L-I. All right. Shibley. Beautiful. Shibley. What race? Race three, number race four. Race three, number Rose four. Hill. Race three, number four at the hill. Shibley. All right, Thanks. mate. Thank you, quarterback. I'll pass it on to our listeners. Paying $3.10 with the app I've got in front of me here and Tommy Berry aboard for Chris Waller. Okay. Oh, Tommy Berry. All right, there you go. <laughs> Do uh, uh, gamble responsibly if you are going to have a, a flutter. There it is. That's from the quarterback. So uh, he likes a punt, likes a punt, and uh, he was there um, barracking, getting home. Although James McDonald did most of the work. We, we helped him on Melbourne Cup Day. This is higher ground. We'll keep those text messages uh, coming through. 0457 736 736. That is the number. All right. Well, joining us on the line now uh, from News Corp and Newswire Sports Journo, Jasper Bruce. Um, We're talking about NRL transfer news and also the vaccination story that we've been reading for a few days now uh, on Nelson Asifa-Solomona. Joining us, as I say, on, uh, on higher ground is Jasper Bruce. Jasper, thanks for joining us, mate. How are you doing? Going well. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. What's all the latest then? Uh, where are we up to with Nelson? Um, what I'm reading today is um, he may well not be able to uh, train for Melbourne Storm through the preseason. I mean, where? what's the latest? Uh, let's let's say Amy Park is his, um, his principal place of employment, but basically he's not allowed in there. Well, that's exactly right, Chris. Yeah, he, he's unfortunate a little bit, Nelson, because... There are a handful of players, the RLPA has told me, haven't had their vaccine yet. They're, they're a bit hesitant to be double-dosed. But Nelson's kind of in a bit of an awkward position because he's in Victoria. Uh, that's the only state where there's an NRL team that's subject to a vaccine mandate. So he actually can't return to pre-season training when it commences for the Storm on December 7, which puts the Storm in a bit of an awkward position. They were kind of hopeful that he might come around to getting vaccinated. But as your listeners and yourself might have seen, Chris, uh, there was a social media post he made yesterday on his Instagram story that pretty much suggested that his mind was made up. So the Storm now are kind of having to talk with the the Players Association and with Nelson to try and see what the way forward is here. And it kind of doesn't look good with him uh, participating in the pre-season training. Well, you know, uh, the NRL, had they've um, ordered a mandate across the board, um, we wouldn't have this problem. But they've given each club um, the responsibility uh, to deal with it as they will. And and this this is why this is happening. Um, so, you know, Melbourne Storm, if Nelson can't honour his contract, they, I would imagine, have every right to, if not terminate, um, reduce his salary because he can't fulfil his contract. Yeah, and he's being paid upwards of six hundred grand a season. He's got two seasons left to run on his contract. So, look, it could end up being quite expensive if they keep him on. But currently, I was actually on the phone uh, this afternoon with Clint Newton, the, yeah. the head of the Rugby League Players Association, and... Basically, at the moment, the RLPA is dealing with each individual club because, like you said, there isn't a league-wide mandate. So 
the RLPA is dealing with each individual club, trying to get a framework together about how clubs can best deal with these players who might not want to become vaccinated because some clubs may want to try and introduce a vaccine mandate. And if they have players who don't want to become vaccinated, uh, you know, suddenly it's murky waters. You know, if one club's committed to getting rid of these players and one club wants to keep them on, you know, it kind of, it, it kind of, it, it's a gray area at the moment. Mm. So the RLPA is really trying to, um, as soon as possible, is what Clint Newton told me this afternoon, really trying to sort this out. Um, and Nelson finds himself at the centre of this storm, <laughs> as yeah. it were, um, because he is in Victoria as well, where, where there is a vaccine mandate, which makes it all the more pressing of an issue for the storm. Oh, it's murky waters indeed, isn't it? And it's going to go on and on. Yeah. It's going to, as you say, there could be ramifications if if, if the storm squeeze mm. him out because he won't play ball, he won't play by the the state's ruling. Um, then can he go to another club? But then you'd have to get the NRL involved as well because um, it's just not fair across the board, is it? It's uh, yeah, yeah, it has um, a recipe for disaster written all over it. But I wonder how his teammates are feeling. You know. Um, here's this well, yeah, and, and this is the issue as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be destabilising and, and interrupting the preseason, which obviously hasn't started yet, but it, it soon will. Yeah, and their pre their off season's already gotten off to a very rocky start with what's alleged to have happened on the the day of the Dally M Awards uh, with Brendan Smith and Cameron Monster in a hotel room there. So obviously not a very optimal start to the the Melbourne Storm's off season. Uh, but also too, I think Justin Rodsky spoke on on SEN last week. It was mm. saying that you know. If if the if he can't participate in preseason training, obviously you know some people might think, well that's all right, he can just join on for the 2022 season. But if he's not there with the team, mm. um, and he can't even use the club facilities to train by himself, he's not allowed on the premises at all. What's the implications there for the 2022 season? And the RLPA has told me that he's really well across this. They've drilled it home to him. They've said these are the ramifications of your choice. Are you happy to still be making this choice? And then he goes on Instagram yesterday and makes that post suggesting that, well, yes, I am happy to make that choice. So mm. it doesn't look good for Sofa Solomona lining up in the preseason and potentially maybe not even next year. No, no, and, you know, the club was hoping that, you know, he might reconsider um, how he feels mm. about, you know, on his stance of, of, of being anti-vax. But it looks like that, that won't be happening anytime soon. Uh, Re, what mm. it does to the club and with preseason training, uh, I can't see Craig Bellamy tolerating it, to be honest with you. Um, you, you just can't have one of your, your key players, or any player, really. You, it's one in all in at Melbourne Storm. That's why they've got such a, a strong culture. You've, you've got to buy in. and um, Okay, well, watch this space, but it will, it will drag on. Um, and it's something Melbourne Storm doesn't need as they uh, prepare to go into preseason training. Some big transfer news around as well. Now, Luke Brooks, where are we up to there? Um, his move to the Hunter is still bubbling along. I see. How likely do you think it is that Brooks uh, might be wearing a Newcastle jersey next season, or in 2023, 20, rather? Well, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Obviously, their half situation pretty up in the air at the moment up there in the Hunter. What's really interesting to me is I just am unsure, before all this chatter started, where Luke Brooks fitted in going forward at the Tigers. He was named their player of the year this season in fairly controversial circumstances. You know, he's obviously shown great potential in his time at the, at the joint venture, but I wouldn't have thought that he was their best player this season. Um, and, and when you look at Adam Dewey, who obviously did have a very good season, Jackson Hastings coming in from, from the Super League, where he was named the Man of Steel a couple of seasons ago, the equivalent of Dally M. And also Tyrone Peachy coming in, probably adding a bit of pressure for that 14 spot, maybe the utility spot on the bench. So you kind of go, well, geez, if, if Hastings and Dewey might be in the halves next year and Peachy might be taking, off that, taking up that utility spot on the bench, you kind of go, 
not sure where you fit into this equation, Luke, as much as you have been such a loyal servant of this club. So I'm really interested to follow what happens there. Well, um, I know that there would be plenty of West Tigers fans that uh, wouldn't be too perturbed if Luke Brooks did leave the club. You know, as harsh as that sounds, I think that's probably speaking. Um, that seems to be the sentiment coming coming out of Concord. Um, now, you're a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, Jasper, aren't you? Uh, a bit of news for us on Jordan Degoe's murky situation in the States. He's released a statement um, this afternoon. Yeah, well, talking about sticky situations and difficult situations mm. to deal with, Jordan Degoe certainly found himself in one of those uh, for what happened in New York not too long ago. But, look, he put out a statement on social media today that, unfortunately, wasn't as juicy as perhaps... Uh, myself and, and my journalist colleagues might have hoped, but he didn't say too much and essentially said that he's going to keep quiet on the matter while it's ongoing, but his lawyer did issue a statement in conjunction uh, with Dugowie, uh calling the charges unwarranted and saying that Dugowie will vigorously defend his name. So he's been stood down by Collingwood indefinitely. He's still training in the US. He was last seen on a bit of a mountain biking trip in California uh, just yesterday, but he's got a court date for December 8th. So his future very much up in the air, uh, much like Nelson Osoba-Solomona's, although for very, very different reasons. Mm. All right, mate, I appreciate you taking a bit of time out and joining us, and um, you enjoy your weekend, won't you? Thanks, Chris. You too. There is Jasper Bruce um, from News Corp. Uh, this is Higher Ground, 0457 736 736. That is the text line. If you'd like to jump on the line and give us a call, you can do that as well. It's 1300 01 1170. And lovely to have you with us. Hope you're enjoying your Friday night. Uh, they've gone very quiet up here in the live studio. You guys are uh, all right up there. Oh, boss, settle down. You don't like it. You know where the door is. Don't come back next week. Goodness gracious me. Who was that? My dear, you give him a couple of drinks and that's it. That wasn't even the... Who's the Roosters fan up there? Davo. Davo. I don't even think that was him. No, he's been he's been barred. He got he got booted. Out. There you go. Fair enough. I was just saying to the mad Russian here, and see, quarterback was calling you the professor. I'll take that. The mad Russian. The professor. He's got his... There we go. Well, yeah. I'll take that. The professor. Okay. Um, where I was just saying to the professor, mad Russian, in that short break there, so tomorrow, so I do a volunteer, the lifeguard stuff, right? If I can, but it's on weekends and I'm generally working each weekend. So we've had a couple of my shifts and I haven't been able to do it yet, right? They've only been, flags have only been up for a few weeks or whatever. And they keep saying, well, why aren't you coming down? I said, well, I'm working. I've got to do Sports Central or something like that on a Saturday or a Sunday. Anyway, so I'm going to do my, um, what do you call it? Um, Requalification yeah, for yeah, yeah. the bronze Your medallion. Bronze. You've got to do the swim, run, swim, run, yeah. that sort of thing. So I could do that tomorrow. I'll handle all the other stuff. No, because that, as you know, I've got a problem with my baby cows. Ah, uh, yes. And particularly on sand. Oh. So during the bronze medallion, oh, that's not the testing phase. Swing, is it? No, it's, it's, more, it's only it's a couple of hundred. No, it's not that. It's, it's only a couple of hundred meters on the sand. But I just, no, ping. My cars go ping. Well, just do the old I'll man. Walk. Do the old, well, do that. Do the old man jog where you yeah. look like you're running. Do I, wear you the, just... here's, do I wear the budgies or boardies? What do you wear Think when music? you're life-saving? They've got shorts, life-saver shorts. Yeah, so. Mm. But so I'll swim faster to, in the budgies. budgies. Well, I'm going to have to pick these guys <laughs> no. up because I'm going to walk on the run. It's a mm. run, swim, run. I'm going to have to walk because I'm worried about my right baby cow going pink. Mm. And I'm a decent swimmer. So I'll, I'll, I'll. You'll be more streamlined in the budgie. Yes. Mm. I got an email today, actually. Um, let me see if I can find this. And um, this is going totally off, off track here. 
I found it quite unusual. I want to go around and talk some um, some modern pentathlon. We're going to talk about that in a moment. <laughs> Before we get to the modern pentathlon story, uh, for those out there at home playing playing with us here. All right. What are the five sports in the modern pentathlon? Okay. You'll think music starts now. Well, I try and uh, find this one here. I thought it was really interesting little um, tidbit email I got today, and I maybe was it I, a media release? Maybe I deleted it. It was a type of media release. Mm-hmm. Um, and would you believe? Should, it, I, should I read have... out some news while you try and find that? You can do okay, that. Okay, so yeah. I'll go to tennis. Aussie women are into the Billie Jean King Cup semi-finals. Storm Sanders, formerly and... Fed Cup, right? Correct. Storm Sanders and Alia. Tomuljanovic won their respective singles rubbers to help Australia beat Belarus and book the team spot in the semi-finals, where they Good. will take on Switzerland tonight. That tie gets away at three a.m. underway at three a.m. on Channel Nine. So if you're keen to stay up and watch some tennis, what the time? Aussie girls going three a.m. Yeah, no, no you won't be up. Um, the Socceroos will name have named their new their squad ahead of the World Cup qualifiers against Saudi Arabia and China later this month. A devastated Aaron Moy has been left out of Australia's squad after his Chinese club paid hardball with the Socceroos playmaker and made him stay in China and quarantine so he could join, rejoin his club quicker. Right. Moy joins injured pair Tom Rogic and Adam Taggart as notable absentees whilst Graham Arnold has recalled Melbourne City attacking trio Matt Leckie, Jamie McLaren and Andrew Naboot to the squad. Socceroos meet Saudi Arabia on Thursday night. We'll be on while that game's on, so you can hear us on high ground. We'll give you all the score updates from Comeback Stadium. Israel Folau, what's happening there? And Israel Folau could be representing Tonga at the 2023 World Cup. So they're changing some of the eligibility laws around rugby union, um, according to a report in the London Telegraph, where... World Rugby basically going to vote later this month on a proposal to allow players to switch nations after a stand-down period of of three years. Israel last played for the Wallabies in 2020. Mm. So that three-year period will be up mm. by the time the 2023 Rugby World Cup okay. rolls I, I, around. Thank you. Around the grounds. Eh? That was a lovely yeah. sports update. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this email I got in a yes. moment. Right. Before we do that, um, now, did you come up with the answer there for the modern pentathlon? How many? Well, firstly, there are five disciplines. Yes. Okay. Now, you knew these, so I'm not going to ask you, but they are fencing, swimming, shooting, cross-country running, and it was show jumping, right, or equestrian. Mm. Same thing. Um, One is is. Uh, is a discipline of the other. Yes. If that makes sense. Okay, thanks. So, And this a discipline of a discipline of a discipline. Yes, that's right. Uh, so, But they're going to can the show jumping. And what are they putting in? Cycling. Cycling. Right. So uh, this was uh, Olympic controversy. The abrupt removal of the horse riding component from modern pentathlon has angered some of the biggest Australian names in the sport. Can you name any of them? Uh, Chloe. Esposito. Esposito. Who Boom. Won the... Gold yeah, medal in Spanish, Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, tra- that was you. tremendous, wasn't it? Um, South Coast girl, I think. Yeah. I think she's from or the Shell, Har- Shell Harbour area. Anyway, well, while others uh, attacked administrators for scrapping more than a century of history to satisfy Olympic power brokers, you've got to have the horses in there. I mean, that's ancient, isn't it? Well, it's there not. Been, a, no, there would have been horses in the, the original Olympics, wouldn't they? 
Well, they did chariot racing. I don't think that go. was. I don't think the, that would have got past the RSPCA. But yeah, if you could play chariots of fire now, it would be beautiful. <laughs> no, you can't. No, all right. But anyway, no. Um, so a lot of people are upset about that. Well, geez. Do you, so did you too. see the photos of that during the Olympics? No. During the year, okay. So a German coach basically got thrown out because mm-hmm. she hit a horse because they get. What happens is they pair the athlete with a horse, mm. and they've never met before, so they get mm. half an hour to basically um, acquaint themselves uh, yes, with the horse. Yes, um, it's a couple. Yeah, well, exactly to, right. Yeah, acquaint. Yeah, so couple, sometimes be... the horses aren't as cooperative as the athletes no. would like, and there's cantankerous. Well, cantankerous. There was a picture of the leader of the women's in tears on top of the Why, horse because it wasn't didn't like her. Yeah, the horse was not happy. Uh, so she not doing what she wanted, and mm. basically lost her gold medal chances because of that. And the Olympic movement, I don't think we're too happy with all of that. Oh, okay. So, fantastic. So the horse didn't like it, so they've canned the sport. That's right. Jeez. <laughs> all right. Quick turnaround. Now, I got an email today, right? Mm. And I was just talking to you because I got to do the reassessment for for bronze medallion, yes. right? And I got to do the run, swim, run. And do I wear the budgies, which I wear every day? Oh, hands up, I wear budgies when I do my laps, all right? I'm a swimmer, blah, blah, yeah, right? Less drag and all that sort of stuff. Um, I got an email today. Dear fellow Budgie smuggler, Budgie's biggest party, a day on the park. (laughs) A day on the park, fellow smugglers. While in lockdown, we missed everyone dearly, so we thought we'd launch an event where we can all smuggle together again. Welcome to the very first Budgie smuggler day on the park. 13th of January next year. 5 p.m. till late at Luna Park. What do you reckon? So, is so it just a whole uh, lot of blokes in there, budgie. Yep, yep. Uh, the ticket price includes rides, sons of uh, the East food <laughs> oh, and no. drinks. Get in quick. 100% will sell out. So, can you imagine this no. party at Luna Park with all of us in our budgies? And uh, great to have your company. I hope you're enjoying your Friday night. It's coming up to 20 minutes to nine, so we're out of here very, very shortly. Before we go, though, um, I want to talk a bit more cricket. The T20 World Cup continues tonight. New Zealand will be taking on Namibia uh, in about 20 minutes' time. Now, Namibia have uh, won the toss. They have elected to field, so the Black Caps will go in to bat first. Uh, joining us on the line now, it's a very, very uh, good evening. Uh, former New Zealand cricketer Grant Elliott. How are you, Grant? How's it going, fellas? Good to be on the show just before this big clash. <laughs> Mate, I'm, I'm, I appreciate you taking a bit of time out because you've got to go through your notes and do all your research, the thorough professional that we know uh, you are. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's a shoe in against Namibia, you, you would have thought. But just in general, mate, um, in terms of uh, New Zealand's uh, progress to date, you beat Scotland, um, you thumped India, then lost to Pakistan. <laughs> How are they travelling out of out of ten? Let's say. Um, I, I I don't know why, but I'm quite nervous. I always thought that in this pool, I thought that there'd be an upset. You know, mm. Scotland, um, they're no mugs. Namibia are proving to be, you know, uh, quite an elusive team. And then you've got Afghanistan. Um, Afghanistan, with their conditions and with Rashid Khan, I don't think you can take any of these games lightly. And we saw uh, just the other night, which was, um, yeah, probably, you know, around 48 hours ago, we played against Scotland, and it was hot. And uh, New Zealand lost the toss, batted first. um, And, you know, Scotland got close, got within 16 runs. So 
Um, I don't think you can take any of these teams as easy beats. I think you have to play your best team, which is what New Zealand have done. I would have played, you know, a consistent team all the way through. But New Zealand have got quite a tough run going into this big game, which you would say is Afghanistan. But the first uh, game in front of them now is Namibia. So it's back-to-back games for New Zealand on the last run of sort of their, their three games. So there'll be a lot of tired bodies out there. We're battling the heat in, in Dubai. Um, I sort of give New Zealand probably, you know, about a seven at the moment. I just don't feel like our combinations have been right. We played around with the batting order in the first game. We've got Daryl Mitchell up front, which is a little bit of a a trial. He proved himself against India. Um, But, you know, I'd I'd prefer to see Devin Conway up top there as a left-hander, play the left-hand, right-hand combination. But it was good to see Guttel in form. I think that that's the key. You know, in these these games and in these world tournaments, you need experienced players and you need your experienced players to stand up and Guptill's one of them. Mm. I see uh, the bookies. So England uh, are pretty short to win the, the, the whole event ahead of Pakistan. Uh, then the Aussies have sort of crept up into the market and followed by you guys, um, New Zealand. Uh, just on the Australian sort of um, perspective there, um, you know, a very good win yesterday, a comfortable win as expected Wrapped it up after about six overs, I think it was, us chasing um, down the target. Um, now we you know, we will make the semis, you would have thought, uh, without tempting tempting fate. What uh, what are your thoughts on the Aussies at the moment? They, they were obviously really, really well beaten earlier on in the tournament by England. Um, and they faced a fair bit of cr- criticism since that flogging. Listen, I reckon that England team is, you know, they're the team to beat. They're, they're obviously as favourites, as you said, but mm. I just think their combinations, the balance of the team seems good. They've played with each other for a long period of time. Um, their, their batting seems sorted, but I think what's going to win this World Cup is bowling attack. And I think what we're seeing here is we're seeing that the top four teams probably have the, the best four bowling attacks as well. Um, the only thing about the Australian team is spin through the middle. Mm. Uh, the teams that we're seeing that have success, they bowl their spin really well through the middle, rotate it, which is a tough surface to score on. So I think Australian success will depend on the likes of Zampa and Maxwell bowling through those middle stages, and they're going to have to bowl well. Yeah, we're really well, uh, Zampa. And um, I, I, I take it um, you probably would have preferred South Africa to make it through, no? <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I I I turned my back on South Africa 18 years ago, mm. so um, I'm not too bothered either way. My friends across the Tasman, I just want New Zealand to make it through. That's the only team I'm worried about at the moment. Mm. Uh, this pool is, I mean, it is getting exciting. Uh, you know, as I said, Afghanistan last game, and then you've got the interesting one is India playing Namibia in the last game, where they may need to know exactly what that net run rate mm. is. So it puts them in quite a nice position if they can. Find, I mean, they found form in the last game. They looked unbelievable against Afghanistan, scoring over 200. And we haven't seen scores like that in this competition yet. So, mm. um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I, I don't hope it happens. hope New Zealand go through. But, you yeah. know, 
as I said, we've still got two more games to go. Absolutely. All right, Grant, I appreciate you jumping on the line. And again, a good evening to all of our friends over there across the Tasman in New Zealand. That was it, Kia Ora. Hello to all of you. Uh, Grant, will be uh, tuning into your coverage, um, New Zealand taking on Namibia, and uh, that will all kick off around about 9 o'clock. Awesome, Chris. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Thanks, mate. Good stuff. Uh, there he is, Grant Elliott. Um, and, yeah, turned his back on South Africa many, many years ago. I think he... Uh, was brought in Joburg, I think. And, and, and then knocked them out of the World Cup in 2015. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and um, went to New Zealand. I think lives in Wellington uh, when he's about 21, 21, I think, 20 years of age. Anyway, you can uh, tune in to all that. And again, to hello to our, our friends across the ditch. Uh, this is Higher Ground coming up to quarter to nine. Well, that's just about it for me. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evening, wherever you, wherever you are, um, whatever you might be doing. That's our live studio audience. Thank you, as always. You guys have been really, really well behaved up there. You know the deal. Um, make sure you uh, turn the lights out before you leave and lock the door as well. I'll be back on deck uh, on Sunday from midday for Sports Central. Until then, take care. Keep smiling.